0: To 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Susie Carter, and she started out as a low paid hairdresser trying to support her two kids, but working for someone else became a challenge, to say the least. So she decided what to get on the whatever it takes plan, and she created her own business after a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. She went on to create not only one, but two $10 million plus businesses. She's also the author of Power Your Profit. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today. So, welcome to the show, Susie.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And you know what? Thank you for doing what you do. We need more people like Dennis, like holding the flag, saying, meet somebody else, meet somebody else. You know, so thank you for who you are and what you do.
0: And I appreciate being here. Yeah, thank you. It's a passion project for me. I do this. I tell everybody, I do this podcast. There's no revenue. There's no back end. I was very blessed, was able to grow and scale and eventually exit a business. And, and so I do this more as a passion project to stay in touch with people that are just doing really cool shit. And so you're one of the people that I invited to the show. And I'm excited to talk about not only your book, but how you leverage this framework, this power your profit framework to launch yet another business during a pandemic, did over a million dollars in sales as a startup launch year. Yeah. Yeah. And a star as a startup. And then now is. Projected to do well over three million dollars in sales this year, so I'm excited to dig into that. But give us a super quick, you know, glimpse into the backstory. You know, we talked about how you were a, a hairdresser and then you pivoted to entrepreneur. How did that all happen?
1: <laughs> well, I built my business in that space, right in the beauty industry. So as a hairdresser, I did a quarter of a million dollars a year, working three days a week. The average hairdresser does thirty thousand dollars a year. Paul Mitchell said, "What are you doing? And can you teach our salons and spas?" I didn't know how to do that, Dennis, but I'm like, sure, I'll just tell you what I'm doing. And then my client said, oh my God, I love what you're doing. Do you have a book? I'm like, no, I don't have a book. I'm just... It was my passion project. Let me just help. And I'm like, okay, I'll write a book. And then I wrote the book. They're like, oh, love the book. Hate to read do you have an audio. I'm like, no, I don't have audio. They're like, oh, love the audio. Can you coach me? I'm like, I don't know how to coach you. So that's how the entrepreneurial business came really from a call from my customer. And that's happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. Is our customer say, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? You know, so I made it up and made up a multi-million-dollar company based on what my customers need, right? That's finding the need, filling the need. Sold that company to Rutgers Publishing and sold that for a $10 million sale. That was a juicy, juicy, juicy project, right? From starting it from scratch, starting it from my kitchen table, starting as a single mom, raising two little girls, not knowing business, right? My vocation was I was a hairdresser. I do have my PhD. So I, that is important to let people know I, I invest heavily in my education. That's my public high school diploma. So those of you <laughs> that think I have a ton of education, but it's like this, like what do I need to learn today and how do I implement that tomorrow? Cause that's entrepreneurship. I don't have four years to figure it out. I got to figure it out today. We got bills to pay. We got, we got a lifestyle to live. So I've built 10 companies, two $10 million companies, five multi-million dollar companies at a couple bananas in there that were complete failures, but those were just as big learning curves as the ones that were successful. And uh, we talked earlier in the green room, only 1.7% of small businesses hit the million dollar mark. That to me is a tragedy because it's all strategy, right? I think what's challenging is we get bubblegum, shoestring, band-aid, duct tape, and we're trying these programs versus stopping and going, what do I need to put first? Where's my plan? What am I going to do? I can't tell you how many times entrepreneurs waste hundreds of thousands of dollars because they just jump. Now, I'm creative. I'm a creator. So I jump. But we got to put the plan in place first. We got to put the strategy in place first. got to put your business plan together. And I don't mean the kind of business plan you leave in your computer. I mean, the kind of business plan that you use and you work it and you're looking at it. How did I have a million dollar launch here? I put my plan in place. I looked at who are my key partners, looked at how I'm going to market this and then launched it right? And from that strategy, I went right to my plan. When COVID hit, I went right to my plan. Okay. So my launch year originally was a $3 million launch year. COVID hit. I have a training and development company. So I had 36 events that were literally gone overnight. So overnight I had to pivot from live to virtual. So we did well. I was really excited because everybody else was blowing up around me and I'm like, I'm just going to stay focused. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to keep doing it. So. It all starts with that plan, Dennis, yeah. and getting crystal clear in that plan.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. And that's, and that's a big part of your book, right? Power Your Profits. I mean, I'm assuming this is, uh, you know, you're telling that story. Now we're telling it in hindsight, but you lived it, you know, fast forward through that pandemic. And now the book is, is kind of making it accessible for everybody. And I'm glad that's why you're here on the show. So for those of you that don't, that don't know, or, or, or just the teaser that, you know, that Susie's already lay out there, which is, You know, today we're gonna talk about why ninety-eight percent of businesses never hit seven figures. And it goes back to that fundamental and those core principles that Susie's gonna unpack for us that are a part of her book. So the book, where just as a just as an aside here, where can they get the book? Because I think that after this episode, and don't disappear, those of you that are listening, because there's a bunch of nuggets you're gonna get along the way, but where can they get the book really quick?
1: So you can go to my website, which is Susie Carter, C-A-R-D is in dollar and dinero, E-R because I am the money.com.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All right.
1: So- and you want to go to the website because I give you about $5,000 worth of bonuses. Where do you get that kind of ROI But your profit coach? That's my goal is I want to help you build this thing right. Let's build it on cement. Let's not build it on sinking sand. Do the right things in the right order. It's all about strategy. Right. It's not about fly by night. I'm going to, you know, what drives me crazy is you see it all the time, Dennis, is you bunch of marketers just build a membership site. You'll make money. No, no, no. That's not the first step. That's like really look step one, step two, step three. Right.
0: <laughs> Got it. Perfect. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into that framework that you shared with me before. And that has helped you to not only launch a seven figure plus business in a pandemic, but is helping you to probably more than triple those revenues this year. So, and I'm sure that a lot of this goes back to even your early days when you were able to, uh, the learnings that came from, you know, building and selling some previous businesses. So why don't we pull that apart? Why don't you unpack those three core components for us and then we'll see how far we can get.
1: Yeah. So the first thing you want to look at, right, is the plan. I talked about that earlier, right? Get it out of your head. You know what you want to do. It's in your head. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to get on paper because once you realize when it's on paper, you can see, am I charging what I need to charge? 79% of small businesses are undercharging for their product and service. I know everyone that's listening right now, you know, you need a pay raise because you pulled that pricing out of your hiney. Let's be clear. (laughs) We all pull it out of our hiney. What does Dennis charge? What does Susie charge? What does Bob charge? What does Jim charge? I'm going to charge this. That has nothing, nothing to do with your pricing. So I go through a formula because even my business, when I first started, right, I was undercharging $5 right? Which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but $5 times 300 customers, right? was $1,500 a month. I was losing times 12 months. That was $18,000 a year. I was losing. And that was off of one service. So I want you to look at you're losing money because you won't take the time to get clear on what it is you're doing. 88% of small businesses don't hit that $100,000. We can go get jobs and make a hundred grand. So I to. if you're going to do this and if you're going to sacrifice your time, your money, your retirement account, hawk your home, right? Get a home mortgage, max out your credit cards. Let's do it right. So it's looking at who is the ideal client. Back in the day as a hairdresser, I was like, where do I find my ideal qualified customer? So we all know our ideal avatar and you put that together. But the missing piece that I see is you don't get clear on how much money they make and how much disposable income they have. Doesn't matter if I make a hundred grand, if I'm spending 200 grand, right? Doesn't matter how much, $500,000, if you're spending $550,000. So do they have the ability to swipe that card and pay your prices and services? You'll grow your business quicker and faster if you get really clear. So I'm really clear who my avatar is, right? They have the ability, they're passionate, they're lifelong learners, right? They're committed to growth. They're coachable. That's important for me. You got to be coachable. So I want to try to, I've, I don't know about you, Dennis, but I've pushed way too many people uphill where I saw your dream more than you could see your dream. I don't want to work with people like that anymore. I want you to love and adore me and I want to love and adore you and love what you're doing in the world. And I want us both to make money while we do it, right? So your ideal qualified client makes a big difference. Most of us are marketing to fans. Oh my God, I love Dennis. Who cares if they love you? They're not paying the bills, right? To go, what do I need to do to find that customer? Back in the day as a hairdresser, I went to corporations. I didn't know how to speak. I hated speaking, but I figured if I can get in front of 50 women and talk to them about beauty and image, and I got five customers that day. The first time I did it, not knowing what I was doing, five customers. Do you know how hard it was to get five customers back then? When I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. I had to get over my fear of speaking. I had to get over my fear of, you know, looking good. And I had to figure out how to speak and how to enroll. But that launched my speaking business, not from speaking, but from marketing, right? Get in front of your ideal client, right? I always tell my clients, doesn't matter what business they have. I have manufacturers, landscape designers, doctors, attorneys, marketers, salespeople. If you can find a platform where your ideal client is and you can speak and pour into them, give them value that'll be a game changer. You will build your business quicker, faster.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting cuz you mentioned something and it's it's a it's a sound bite that I think I don't want to glaze over and that is most entrepreneurs market to their fans not to their ideal customers, right? And and you you pulled that apart, but I think that's very very true, in particular for startups, right? In in early stage businesses because they're really trying to understand that product market fit and trying to understand how their product or service fits into the market and Those are the ones that actually take the time to actually take consider product market fit, which most most of them really don't. They just go out and throw a whole bunch of spaghetti up against the wall, hope some of it sticks, and whoever's willing to pay them, they take the money, right? Right. (laughs) So, how do you go about that? I mean, what would be a simple framework or a concept of how they can, how someone that's listening to this could really find that find that target market. I mean, we have, there's a million platforms out there and we've got the world, we've got the internet at our disposable disposal. And sometimes I think having too many options is a bigger problem than not having enough options. So what's your advice there? So
1: one, you want to get clear on, are they man, are they woman or the age group? Like your typical demographics, avatar, yeah. Yeah, right. avatar. Yeah, I, I don't need to get into that, right? Yep. What you need to get into is how much money do they make and how much disposable income? And you're like, Susie, where do I get that? You want to go to GTS, which is Google that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to Google it and find, also survey your current clients, right? My ideal avatar came from my clients, really looking at, they had multiple businesses. They've been in business before. They're at that place of, I need to go to the next level, right? I'm the money. I just show you where the money is. How do you leverage it, scale it, grow it, explode it, right? So in the book on 215, And our marketing section, it talks about this is how you want to find the qualified customer. Because here's how you know if you're not marketing to the qualified customer. They're always talking, they have a price objective. There's always a price objective, right? So one is making sure that your pricing supports your business, right? So we have a worksheet. Again, I'm going to go to the book because this is everything that I did to build Two $10 million companies and 10 organizations. The base price worksheet will have you look at what do I have to charge? Like no kidding in order for my business to be profitable. That's on page 257 in chapter eight, math is money, money is fun. Nobody likes to do the math. Nobody wants to look at a spreadsheet, but we all love what money can do for us. So money is a vehicle. So I want, I, I had to learn this because I, you know, I found myself early on divorced with two little kids no alimony, no child support. I'm like, I got to figure this out. I got to you know I got to take care of my children which was a blessing right that was the gift that was wrapped in sandpaper it made me be accountable to the numbers it made me be accountable to what I'm doing what I'm not doing who is that client who is that avatar so I want you to go and really take the time where do they hang out cuz don't don't go try find one to one you know facebook ads no go join associations i'm on three different boards of my ideal client so i'm on the board i'm speaking about business they're all coming to me like, oh my God, Susie's on the board. Oh my God, I want her, I want her to be my coach. Oh my God, how can I play with her, right? Just put positioning myself as the expert in all these different communities. Now, my expertise, what I'm going to invite you to do is put your badass list together because you all forget how badass you are. And you're because you're in startup, you throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, no, no. You have skill set. You have results. Sell the results. Do not sell your program. Do not sell your product sell the result your product or service does for the consumer. And that's when you start really get, you know defining the line between fans and qualified customers. Is at the end of the day whatever it is I'm doing, I want to look at wh- how's my life going to be better? How is my the world going to be better because I'm
0: engaged in you. Yeah, love it. That's that's a lot and you talk fast and I get it and I love your energy. <laughs> so here, let's let me let my very slow brain catch up because with yours a couple of components that we wanted to Hone in on today. The first part of the of the the first part was the plan, right? Which was the plan. The second part is what? So we started with the plan. Second part
1: is your ideal qualified the ideal qualified client. Qualified right? client. That's the key. Qualified, not just the ideal client, because everybody talks about that. Qualified,
0: gotcha. meaning they can swipe the card. Gotcha. So you got to get the plan out of your head and down on paper. Then you got to find your find and identify your ideal client. And then the third part was the numbers. The numbers.
1: Your finances, right? So the first thing is your base price, right? And your base price will come from your financial projections. So again, in chapter eight, math is money, money is fun. I have found, Dennis, in doing this for 30 years, I'm a little seasoned, I've been around the block a few. In 30 years, people can either manage units or dollars. They're much easier to manage units. Now, what do I mean by that? So I could say, Dennis, sell 10 of these at $10,000, we're gonna hit a million dollars, right? Then you're like, oh, Okay, I can do that, right? Or $100,000, sorry, I can do that. If I said, go sell a million dollars, go sell $100,000, people just get deer in a headlight, right? So let's look at how many units we need to sell every single month to hit the revenue goal. When I play that game with my clients, because I say math is money, money is fun, it's a game. I'm not attached, I'm committed. And we go through how many units they think they can sell every month and then it accumulates at the end of the year. They have a million dollar business. They're like you made that so easy. I know, I'm the same way. Tell me a million dollars I get overwhelmed like I got to sell so much. Oh, no. tell me I need to sell a block of people or tell me I, for me, my model is I do events from events we do sales. So we're always looking at the numbers from our event, right? We have a a free event that goes to a live event. We close 33% of those people from the free event to the live event. That's our number. So we know that number. From the live event, we close 85%. Why? Because those people that are in that event are qualified. They're not looky loose. They're not some timers. They're people that are looking for the answer. That's a huge difference. If you're not closing, you're just talking to the wrong people. I don't feel like I ever have to sell. I don't feel like I ever have to sell because I'm talking to the people that want and need what I have. Now, I have a genius sales process, right? I have a sales script that I'd use that I started with $900 product to I can sell $100,000 product with that, right? Which, of course, I'm going to say, I know it sounds like self-promotion, but really, it is the tool and the it. It's on page 199. It's my stair-step questions, not mine. I got it from my coach, Doug Carter, right? But it's I've been using it for 30 years. It takes the client from confusion to buy, confusion to the decision, right? Yes or no, in a quick amount of time, in 20 minutes or less, right? Where can you sell a hundred grand in 20 minutes or less? It's all strategy. It's not concept. It's not, you know, let me float it. It's, it's all strategy.
0: Got it. So I love the numbers piece that you were just talking about, because in my last business, it was really funny because, you know, we'll, we'll fast forward through this, but in a previous business, I had a software technology company during the dot-com era, we were dealing with large clients and we were always whale hunting. And there was a small number of Qualified leads and we had to close a certain number just in order to cover our overhead and the basics, right? And then I pivoted into a little bit more volume business where it was a higher number, but I, I had gotten our numbers down to the point where I called it a daily where I knew what our daily revenue was going to be or needed to be in order to hit it. So I managed it right down to that sort of increment and those units, like you talked about. Yeah. So I really love that concept. And I think that's something that, you know, as simplistic as it may sound where people, you know, you tell us, when you tell somebody you have a million dollar business, they look at it like, Oh my God, how'd she do that? But in reality, like you said, you know, that's only a thousand, that's a thousand thousand dollar bills. Right. I mean, right. it's not, you know, it's not a million different units. So I really love that. And I think it people can wrap their their head around that because then they can figure out where are those units going to come from this channel, this source, this funnel, this pipeline or whatever. So I do really like that. Okay, cool. All right. So what else do you want to add about this, you know, power your profit and the, the reason why most business, why 90% of businesses never hit a million dollars in sales? Is there anything else you want to add about that? Cause I, I really love what we've went through so far, but I'm sure there's some cherries you can add on top. So one, we're making it too hard,
1: right? I, I tell my students that all the time. You're making it too hard, right? We overcomplicate things. So people go, Susie, how did you do a million dollar launch? Uh, I followed the roadmap. I followed my book. I followed the template. I I really want to take, it's not rocket science, it's strategy. Go, what's the strategy? One of the spread, I created these spreadsheets, Dennis, because I was horrible at the math, right? I would sit with my CPA and feel like the biggest ding dong in the room, right? So I created something called a cash calculator. It tells me how many qualified leads I need to be in front of in order to close, let's say $100,000. So we know on average, a salesperson will close one in 10. So if that's your closing ratio, then I know what that number is. So I'll look at a business and we'll break down five different revenue lines to look at how many qualified leads does my business need to have every single week, every single month, every single year in order for us to hit our revenue goal. So then if I'm not hitting my revenue goal, I can go back to, well, we didn't have enough qualified leads. We might've had fans, which goes back to my marketing strategy to go, wait, we're marketing to fans. We got to stop that. How do we get in front of that ideal avatar that's going to swipe their credit card? That's going to say, yes, that can afford what it is I have to do. So for me, I'm looking over here. I need 1800 leads, qualified leads, because it's on my goal board, qualified leads for me to hit my revenue goal. If I look and I don't have 1800 leads in the quarter, then I have to go back to my marketing team and go, we didn't have the qualified leads in place. If I don't have the qualified leads in place, none of the other numbers make sense. So then it's like the combination lock. Remember combination locks when you were a kid and you went to school, maybe you have one at the gym. Yep. One little tick off, that sucker will not open, right? Remember standing there going, oh, I gotta do it again. Oh, I gotta do it again, right? You can have the, the right numbers in the wrong order, not gonna open. You can have the right numbers and one tick off on any one of those numbers, it's not gonna open. That's business to go, what's the tick I need to focus on? That's why looking at the detail of what's my closing percentage, what's my team's closing percentage, are we talking to the right people? Are we not talking to the right people? The answers are in the questions, right? To really dig deep into your business and go, what are we doing well? And what do we suck at? You gotta have the come to Jesus meeting with yourself. Even if you are a solopreneur, right? Or even if you're a salesperson in an organization, I own a business within my business. My responsibility, nothing gets sold, no one gets paid, right? I always tell my team that if nothing gets sold, you don't get paid. So my marketing team, if I don't sell anything, you don't get paid. So we got to look at how do I do that combination? What combination in my sales, my marketing, my operations, and my finance department? What's that combination that's going to make it hit and it's going to make it rain? I like it, make it rain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But that's a great analogy, the the combination lock, because you're 100% right. You can put all the numbers in and if they're in the wrong order or they're just slightly off you know, it's not going to give you the ROI or the results that you're expecting, want, need, right. or desire. So no, I love that. Perfect. Okay, cool. Uh, anything you want to add before I go? I'm going to do a couple rapid fire questions and then we're going to wrap it up for today. I know you're going to give people another opportunity to get the book. Anything else you want to add in particular before we jump into rapid fire? Rapid fire. Go, Dennis, go. Cool. First question, very simple. What's your favorite growth strategy? Tool app software, something that you use, maybe a SaaS product or some sort of a tool that you use to help grow your business. Ooh, I love Trello. Trello, I got so
1: many things going on that it just keeps me organized and I can see where everybody is in every project
0: and I don't have to guess or wonder what the heck my team's up to. Love it. And other than your book, what would be one book that you would recommend to the audience? Something that maybe helped you on your journey you think might help them on theirs?
1: Okay. Right now. Oh my gosh. I even have it right here. Cause I'm reading it right now. It's Brendan Kane's hook point. It's all about marketing and getting your client to hook. How do you get a hook? Genius, genius, genius. He sells two to 5,000 books a month. To me, that's two to 5,000 leads a month. Like, look, I'm getting that hook point down my
0: brother. <laughs> Would you like me to introduce you to him? He was on my podcast. Oh no, he's, I'm working with him. Oh, perfect. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. My coach. Yeah. He's, he's a one great, of my coaches. Yeah. He's For a great him. dude. Yeah. He was on yeah. the show maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. He's super yeah. nice guy. Super sharp, super nice guy. So awesome. No, I think that's a great recommendation. Listen, thank you for that. Well, why don't you Susie, let everybody know how they can connect with you, maybe on social, get a copy of your book and then uh, we'll wrap it up for today.
1: Absolutely. So one, you can find me on social by my name, Susie, S-U-S-I-E Carter, C-A-R-D as in dollar and dinero, E-R, all my social, that's my website. You can go, if you click the link for the book, then you'll get $5,000 worth of bonuses. What you're gonna get is my cash calculator. You're gonna get the financial tool that'll help you put your projections together, all as a bonus. And I got little videos to help walk you through it because some people can do spreadsheets, some people can't. So I do a little little video for each one because my goal is I want you not just to read a book, I want you to implement the strategy. I want you to get the results you deserve, right? I want you to set the goal, set a radical goal, be outrageous, but I want you to hit it. And the way you're going to hit it is follow the plan. Follow Power Your Profits. I've built 10 businesses, two $10 million companies, five multi-million dollar companies. So my goal is to help you
0: get there quicker, faster. Love it. Truly appreciate you being here. You definitely dropped some some nuggets for sure. I'll make sure I add those links in the show notes and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon.
1: Thank you. I appreciate what you're up to. Thanks, Dennis. Have a blessed day.